0: Hey guys, it's Tim here with another episode of Morning Woods. Hope everyone had a lovely Christmas and enjoyed all the cricketing action on Boxing Day. Look, it was quite a slow day um, yesterday, and the deck had a lot to do with it. It was qu- it was quite slow. I don't want to say too paced because I think it was slow the whole time. Can't remember seeing too many jag up or anything like that, um, but. For all you conspiracy theorists out there, get your tinfoil hats on because this one's going five days. Uh, in my opinion, you know, it's just it's just got that feel like it's going to go five days. Uh, slow run rate, um, you know, not too many wickets, so expect another five day here. Um, you know, there was only really one person that took advantage of the conditions today, and that was Dave Warner. Looked uh, obvious from the start that it was going to be easiest to score with the new ball uh having a nice hard ball David Warner going out with the intent to really take it to the uh poms the, there was a lot of discussion a lot of chat uh between the third and fourth test um so Warner you know um backed it up uh with his performance uh yesterday um and it was it was you know, it was hard. It it wasn't easy, and others struggled to really get into a rhythm. Uh, you know, so Warner's performance is is that much sweeter for him, I suppose. You know, Bancroft had a solid start. Uh, you know, LBW to Wokes. He was out for twenty six off ninety five, and also Kawaja just didn't look comfortable either. Pardon me. Uh, you know, he hasn't looked comfortable all all series, to be honest. Uh, he was out edging one uh, to Bearstow. Caught behind seventeen off sixty five, but the story of the day, of course, uh, was the uh, David Warner non-dismissal uh, caught off a no ball on ninety nine. Now the lead up was quite interesting. Uh, Bancroft was dismissed uh, just prior, and England were just bowling real negative. You know seven twos and sometimes eight one fields to Warner, and really they were just hoping for that Warner kind of nothing shot where he just punches his bat, doesn't know if he wants to play it cross bat, doesn't know if he wants to play it straight bat and tuck it around the corner, uh, you know, and, and the plan eventually worked, you know, it took him ages to get through the 90s and, you know, they got his little brain explosion, that that shot that, you know, they, they'd they been planning on, we saw it at the Gabba, very similar shot, very similar dismissal, uh, you know, and Warner knew it, he was so upset because, you know, he just fell into their plan but... The young bloke just had his foot over the line, and it is unfortunate for them, uh, particularly you know the very next ball, you know he just bowls one into his body, and he just tucks it around the corner for his tons. So it just sums up the entire series in in sort of two balls there. You know, it was uh it was pretty funny. You know, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, we talk, you know, been talking about him. You know, just falling for traps and things like that in the past on our podcast, and and there it was at 99. Uh, you know, you could almost sense that it was going to happen, kind of thing, and uh, they just couldn't couldn't get it over the line, the the poms. So, um, you know, good on you, David Warner for reaching that ton. I'm sure it'll be up there as a special one for him. Um, towards the end of the day, we saw Smith and Marsh continue to soldier on you know it was tough going uh out there it was hard to get set and you know that that's simply from the the you know you could tell from the slow run rates uh you know it's not easy and there's a little bit of reverse but nothing that they couldn't handle and you know i mean marsh was lucky to survive that first ball uh you know if that decision goes the other way uh, we're looking at a totally different test match, about four for one sixty. Uh, you know, not not long heading into T, I think, from memory. So, you know, that could have changed it up a little bit. Um, but Smith's not out uh overnight. S pardon me at sixty-five. You know, lots of leaving. I bowled real negative England, unfortunately, uh, for the viewers, but that that was obviously a tactic for them. Uh Giving it a shot. I mean, nothing's really worked to Smith or all series, so you may as well try something. So, you know, I suppose, you know, a little kudos to them for trying, but you're not going to get Smith out in this in this rare patch of form bowling negative to him. He's not he's not interested in in playing that game. So, you know, if they continue that uh, this morning, it, it's going to be a long day for them. I think Smith is sort of black caviar odds to ton up uh today uh yeah marsh is looking solid so you know he could be a good good partner um we might you know they look pretty set it was it took a while for them both to to get set but they'll have to reset today um you know get back into it uh, so we might see it slow in the first sort of hour but particularly if no wickets fall we should expect to see the run rate sort of come up if both batsmen are, are set um, you know, for the Poms, I mean, the bowling was okay. Um, that Marsh wicket, um, you know, I just mentioned a second ago, you know, you, they're looking at the barrel at 4-for-1-60. Not you would back England, or England would back themselves to knock them over under 300 at that sort of um, at that sort of part of the game. So, you know, just something like that. They did peg it back, that fast run rate at the start, but it was through negative... Negative field placements, negative bowling. Uh, lots been said in the media today by former English, quote unquote, greats, um, about the just such the reactive cap captaincy and things like that. I mean, they're trying things. You know, they've already lost a series. You know, they're we've seen their their plan Bs and Cs and Ds not work uh, to Smith and the like. So, you know, they're trying something, but it's just not aesthetically pleasing, I suppose. Um but, you know, it's not a bad tactic to players like Kawaja, you know, he just kept ed like or not he didn't edge it all the time, but just kept pushing at it, kept playing and missing, didn't know whether to leave it or play it. Um, you know, for a guy like Kawaja, that's a good tactic and even Warner, but not Smith. He's he's not interested in that sort of stuff. Um so that recaps uh yesterday's um day one at the Ashes Uh, Hopefully, we'll see a more entertaining game, but I reckon Steve Smith to turn up and hopefully get uh, Australia get a few quick wickets towards the end of the day's play. Uh, As for the Big Bash, we saw a low scoring, but a very exciting clash between uh, the Perth Scorchers and the Melbourne Stars. Um, Perth prevailing in the end, um, despite only posting 142, and... If I had to make a choice, I think Melbourne lost it over Perth winning it um you know both sides had their moments, but really the difference was only one person that's uh, a j Ty and I'll speak a little bit about him later on um so Perth batted first, and they were three for ten at one stage and early wickets never help in in twenty twenty cricket you know uh, it's really hard to rely on those middle or batsmen who are basically put in there to really be there in the last overs, not try and build an in innings. Uh, so Cartwright was actually batting three for them, which was quite interesting. I mean, he's he's a solid bat, but is he a three? Uh, is he someone that you can depend on uh, long-term? We'll wait and see. He ended up getting 50, I think it was 58, paired with Voges for 35, but they just weren't striking, the, uh, striking at a high enough rate to, uh, you know, to, to get a formidable target. Now, looking down the barrel of less than uh, um, six runs and over uh, until the late hitting from Agar really helped him. Uh, in the end, you know, they they he at least gave him a chance to defend and ended up getting, what, six for 142 off their 20 when it was looking like 120 uh, sort of at the 12th or 13th over there. So it was good, good hitting by Agar, one of my favorite Australian cricketers. Um, but and also Perth are known to defend these small totals. It's not they've they've defended I think one seventeen or one twenty seven or something like that uh, recently uh, last season or the season before. So you know it's not out of their realm of capability. They've got some quality bowlers uh, and they're even missing uh, Berendorf as well. So um, you know they would have backed themselves at one forty two to um, you know get the job done and they did. Um, as for the Melbourne Bowlers, you know, Faulkner took early wickets. Um you know, in their first game against the Brisbane Heat, he only bowled one over and that was the first over. Uh this, you know, this innings he uh this game he played more of a part as a bowler, so I think it was more a strategic matchup uh issue that he didn't get many overs in the in the first game against the Brisbane Heat. Uh so n- not too worried there for him. Uh and another one of my favorites, Michael Beer, bowling early again. Uh he ended up with uh one for fourteen off four overs and he's just doing a job. He's you know, you not he's not gonna be in the headlines or anything like that, but he's just doing a job. He knows what he's about, he knows he needs to tie up, um, you know, and try and jag a wicket. He's not trying to take a wicket every ball, he's trying to put the pressure back on the batsman. It's it's great, great watching. And we've seen the spin bowling and particularly leg spin, but spinners in general play a crucial part and it's almost the narrative of the big bash this season, uh the slower um the slower bowlers. Uh it's really awesome as a spinner myself to see them play such a integral part in uh you know deciding every single game so far this season. Another thing was, you know, the the pitch at the whacker, it had a little bit in it and I thought Melbourne actually used the short ball quite well, got up around sort of the chest, throat area quite a bit, um, so they utilised that, that f- fairly well until the end, uh, where Agar took over a little bit. And so when Melbourne came out to bat, I mean, it, it, just, it was obvious the intention was to try and take the game away from Perth in the power play, but they ended up in their power play 4 for 40. I mean, it's just not good enough. Just, just silly shots, um, highlighted by uh, Sportingwood's favourite, Glenn Maxwell. It's just Maxwell being Maxwell. It just it's so frustrating, as an Australian cricket fan, to see this guy with just all the talent in the world continue to not deliver when the pressure's on. Um, you know, case in point, the second last ball of the um, over. It's a nice length, maybe full of a length. He's backed away and absolutely just smashed it. Um, Part or tried to get it past the bowler, but it actually sm- you know hits. Uh, Richardson's shin. And, you know, he goes down. It was a, you know, well-struck ball. Would have gone to the boundary in under two seconds. Terrific shot. Amazing. But a dot ball. So, what does he do next? Ball tries to play the exact same shot, but this time it's to an in-swinging Yorker and, you know, middle and leg. it Hits middle and leg, bold, And it's just, that's not the shot for three for 40 trying to chase a small target, you know, he just he's the last person you want to be batting when the pr- when the pressure is on that shot was not needed at that time uh you know he should have taken charge of that innings for them after losing those early wickets but just failed to deliver disappointing for maxwell uh, that theme continues um just wanted to point out another few um batsmen for the stars Stoyness was out to a sensational catch from cartwright out in the deep uh, you know, diving forward—that you know—that takes a lot of skill, a lot of training. So don't underestimate how hard that catch is to take. It was an awesome catch. One of the—it'll probably be the catch of the tournament, I think. Um, and another key bit of fielding was uh, Adam Voges run out of Quiney, and that's when they really—that was the key partnership between uh, Quiney and um, oh, who am I thinking of? Kwani uh, and Faulkner at the end there. They were almost trying to peg it back. The runway was coming down, and then they just try and go for a quick single, and Vo just had all the time in the world, made sure of it, direct hit. Wasn't even in the frame, Kwani, and that put put an end to the to the fight back from the Stars, and from that point on, I think it was in the 16th over, um, it was kind of never in doubt for the Scorchers. For the bowlers... Mentioned him before, AJ Ty, he wasn't man of the match. I think Cartwright ended up getting man of the match for rescuing the Perth innings and his spectacular catch. Um, But Ty ended up with 5 for 23. I mean, what can you say about him? He's an incredible talent. Uh, You know, every ball is different from him. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what's coming. The batsmen don't know what's coming. They've got no idea what's going on. And another thing he did well, I mentioned Melbourne did it well also, was that he used the short ball really well, and that, usually his change up is a slower ball or you know a slow bouncer or something like that. But he really got up to sort of mid 130s really troubled them uh, with the short ball at times. Uh, and his last over was just clinical, absolutely clinical. Dot balls, uh, two wickets. I think in the last over, you know, he's he's great. He's, I think. I would go out on a limb and say, at the death, there's no one else that you want in limited overs cricket than uh, AJ Um. There was a point there, I wanted to point it out, where, you know, Quiney and um, Faulkner were pegging it back. And I think through overs, what, 12 through 14, they really hit a few boundaries and you know you could see the momentum come back to the stars but good piece of captaincy with Voges, you know that a lot of these captains and teams come in with game plans and they know right old mate's got to bowl of the 17th then the other guy's got to bowl of the 18th and and you know tire comes in for the you know the 18th and the 20th or something like that um but i'm sure it wasn't a a plan talked about to get bring back johnson in around the thirteenth, uh so around the 14th and 16th overs I think it was or the thirteenth and fifteenth, bringing back a bit earlier than what you used to, and even uh he bought on tie he bought on the you know spearhead from both ends to sort of peg it back, and it worked um Johnson bowled two overs in that in that middle section there, and his first over was quite expensive um that was the fifteenth, I think, and then um tie bowled the sixteenth, and that was um the run out, and that kind of all ended uh. Uh, the stars chances and you know it's just good to see that there's still a little bit of um thinking by the captain uh during the game where it's they're not sticking to structures that was the point for me that that turned it all around uh for perth so a good bit of captaincy by Voges there um to put them back on the uh, you know back on top uh heading into the death overs and he made sure Ty had one over left uh, and bowled the last uh and it was never in doubt um From the last over, so yeah that, I mean the perth looking you know they've had they've been injury um riddled, but they they seem to be competition front runners. the stars continue to fail again uh you know they're gonna lose a couple of those guys to the Australian side um later on in the tournament, so you know they they could almost be out of it um this early. Uh the big news out of the Big Bash is uh Queensland's favourite son, Chris Lynn. He, he's gonna return to the lineup tonight against uh the Sydney Thunder. Looks like it's almost sold out in Brisbane, so to, hopefully the there'll be a good crowd to watch the Bash brothers go around. Uh, you know, obviously him and McCullum. So that pretty much wraps up uh today's episode. Hope everyone enjoys their day. Hope too many people aren't going to work like I am. Uh, enjoy the Ashes and hopefully you guys continue to support the Big Bash. Should be a great game tonight between the Sixes. Oh, sorry, between the Heat and the Thunder. Don't forget to uh, give us a like on Facebook, our Sporting Woods Facebook page. And also give us a follow on Twitter. Our handle is at Sporting underscore Woods.